Tfilas Tashlumen. Our sugi today in Orachim Simen Kufches. Basic yesodos of this fundamental concept with a few applications. Halachalamaisa. So the Gemara tells us in the beginning of Tfilas Tashachar, the bottom of Chavav Amid Aleph. Ta'a, if a person made a mistake, Vlois Balel Mincha, and he didn't have a Mincha, so the Gemara asks, Maushi Yispal Arvishtayim. Can they daven Mariv twice? And then the Gemara reasons that the, the curiosity may be, Imtim Slomer Tovlos Bal Arvis Misbalel Shachrishtayim, because it's Chad Yoma, Vayer Vayvoker, Alayla is the Tchilas Ayom. Avalhacha, Tfil of Makam Karbani, he came into Avris Mano, Dover Yoma, Batal Karbano, Odilma came into Tzlusarachmihi. So this this Ibaya is coming on the heels of the statement of Rabbi Yochanan who taught us the fundamental principle of Tavlo, Spal Arvis, Mispal Shachris, Shtaim, and Shachris, Mispal Mincha, Shtaim. And the reason why that's coming up here is because the original discussion of the Perek is about this Manifert Filas Shachris. So the context here is about the Zmanim of Tefillah, when is the appropriate time to daven, and when is not the appropriate time to daven. So the Gemara is telling us, well, it's true, of course, there are appropriate Zmanim for davening, but there are exceptions or extensions. And so the Gemara then has to tell you that we're going to extend, first of all, we're going to create the, the dinner of Tashlumen, then we're going to extend it from Mincha into the night, beyond just the night into the morning. So that's what the Gemara says. Tovlo spal mincha bespal arvishtayim, and you don't worry about avars yomo, bato, karbono. Then the Gemara says, yeah, that's all true if it's in a case of ta'a, but if it's a case of mezid, then it's begeter muuvas lo yuchaliskon vechesron lo yuchalehimanos. You can't fix it. That's what the Gemara concludes. Shabitel bemezid, and that's why the lashon was dafka bitel as opposed to. So this is the this is the sugya. This is the din which carries over to Ahmed Bayes that we all saw the specialty cases. But <clears throat> what I wanted to really focus on and understand in terms of the essence of tefillah tashlumin, this unique tefillah can be brought out and highlighted by the Gemara Ahmed Bayes, which emphasizes that the first tefillah has to be the tefillah schova, and only afterwards can you have the tefillah nedava. And that's why in the case where Motzi Shabbos, the person said no havdala in the first, and yes havdala in the second, so the Gemara says they were not yotze, they did not fulfill their their tashlumen. So Rashi's lashon is Rishon lo also lo she'ino klum she'ain lo lahakdim tefila she'avar zmana letefila shezmana achshav. You should not precede the tefila whose time is right now with a tefila that time has passed. So why not? Ad k'tekach that the Shulchan Aruch tells us in. Aleph, 
If you try to say the Tashlumen first, you were not Yotze the Tashlumen. It's Ma'akev B'dyevet. Why? So if you look in the Madani Yontif here, in Os Tov, in the back, in the commentary on the Rush, so first he quotes from the Lavush, who says, this is a din of Tadr V'she'ino Tadir. So Madani Yontif, the Tosis Yontif, is very upset about that. He says, Tadr V'she'ino Tadir, that's true, that's a din l'chadchila, the Gemara in Tzvachim we saw uh, earlier in the year, when we dealt with the, the sugis of Tadir in the morning, but that's not a din, that's Ma'akib B'dyevet, why should it be Ma'akib here? So he has a different suggestion. So the Madani Yantav says, you know why? It's because if you dive in the Tashlumen first, so the person is going to view their Tashlumen as just a continuation of the previous Chiyuv, and people are going to be mezalzel in Zmane Tfila. So if you, you're supposed to dive in Shachras at 9 o'clock in the morning, and you didn't dive in Ta. You didn't daven until the afternoon. So you're going to start davening in the chakras in the afternoon. You're not going to be punctilious in the future about davening chakras bismano. That's the suggestion of the Madani Yantafir. The problem is, is that this chashash, maybe it's, maybe it's a chashash, maybe it's not, but to tell me that it's ma'akiv b'dyevet because of that chashash, it's hard to understand. So the Or HaSholchan in Oztes he has a different suggestion. He says, you know why you have to put the Tefillah Stolva first? Because first you have to be Mishalim Yurchov to the Melech before you apologize and address the long-standing debt that exists from a prior, from a prior obligation. That's the suggestion that the Archa Sholchan makes. The difficulty with this suggestion is that you could ex- argue the exact opposite. You could argue that when you come to the king, the first thing you need to do is address your outstanding chov. And then you can come with the obligation for today. Right? It's not muhrach, the svara of the Aruch HaShulchan. That's not, I don't know, that that's such an ironclad svara. A fourth way of looking at this is the Elia Rabbah says, Alpi Sod. That that's the way it has to be. Alpi Kabbalah. So once you say it's Alpi Sod, there's not much to discuss. But then there's a the fifth way to think about this. And I'm super, super excited about this. Super excited about this. I cannot reinforce and and understate the amount of excitement that I have about this because I had this suggestion. I was thinking about this idea. And then I was looking around and I found that Rav Luchenstein, Zechatar Glavracha, had the same idea. He had the same idea. So, Baruch Shekivanti Ladas Akdolin. Very excited about this. Ready? Here we go. So, we mentioned in the past a fundamental idea from Rav Soloveitchik that every tefillah requires a matir. So, we mentioned it in the past in the context of the beginning brachos the beginning phrases in the Shimon Esrei of Avos. <clears throat> the tefillos that Avos Tiknum, we quoted from Rav Soloveitchik, that tefillah requires a matir. So Rav Luchenstein, Zechat Sadek in 1996, delivered a shear, a series of shear, it looks like, I don't know if it was one shear that was broken into two pieces, 
But he delivered a shear that was summarized by Aviada Cohen, who's a very prominent scholar. So Avlokhanstein delivered this shear where he reflected on Rav Soloveitchik's analysis of tefillah. And he said that Rav Soloveitchik returned to this theme time and time again. And it explained many things. That Rav Soloveitchik suggested this is the reason for smichas ke'ula la You have to be makir tov, you have to be masker the ge'ula as a matir for davening. He suggested, what's that? Mecha. So you don't, not every time. You're going to have to, he suggested that this is the, the chiddush of the din of tefillah Nadava. He saw, thought this is why you have to open with shavach. He said that Rav Soloveitchik emphasized this over and over. And then he says, fascinating in this, apparently in this talk, he said that the first year that he went to learn the Rav Soloveitchik privately in Boston, in Tufshin Yud Gimel, that would be 1953, he said that Rav Soloveitchik was learning Boston. In, he was learning in Boston uh, privately. He was learning brachos with him. And that he kept talking about this idea. And Rav Lichtenstein said that it was interesting that when he, when he learned this with Rav Soloveitchik, he was kind of like ambivalent about the idea. And that in his understanding, the Rav over time slowly diminished the emphasis that he placed on this idea, but it was still present. And that was that the Rav was very fixated at that time, that time on this idea that how could a Adama even have the audacity to approach their Bolshalom? And so that sense of, of Afsius dominates a person's attitude and therefore, without a matir, how could a person even open their mouth? If a person, you know, the, like the Gemara says in, in Megillah, if, if Moshe Rabbeinu had not given us these cedar shvachim, we would never have the authority, the temerity to say them. So Vilkensin said that Rav Soloveitchik was very focused on this idea that davening tefillah requires a matir, because it's no, he was, he was saying, his point was, is that it was novea from this idea of overwhelming awe, klape the Shalom, that nobody would have the audacity to, to formulate tefillah. You need a matir to, to, to say that you're only lefnamelech. Now, besograyim, this relates to the distinction between Tefillah as a formal kiyom and a person's own relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of speaking to Hashem in their own terms, in their own context, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about here saying that there's a Baruch Atta formulation of Chazal. If we didn't have the, the license, nobody would ever imagine that they would have the right to be assuming that they're only Lefnei speaking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he develops this idea in explaining how Rav Soloveitchik, you know, approached Tefillah in many ways. And even though he says that Rav Soloveitchik backed away from this on some point, and that Rav Lichtenstein himself feels ambivalent about this idea, because on the other hand, you know, the Rav Shalom put us here for Avoda, and, and is, you know, and, the, you know, that's not the only frame that you can look at davening in, but that was, as he said, in the early 50s, the Rav was very focused on this idea that tefillah requires a matir. Okay, so if that's the case, listen to the words of the Elia Rabbah. The Elia Rabbah's Lashon is, 
Ein tefilas tashlumin miskabelas elo agav tefilas sheosid. Avol kishem ispalo hatashlumin kodem tefilas sheosid ein miskabelas kevon sheovarzmano. So if you take the 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 thrust of what the Elio Rabba is trying to say and look at it in light of this idea of Rav Soloveitchik, I think it makes a lot of sense. That, what does it mean? It's only miskabelis agav tefillah she'asid. It means that to open up with a tefillah whose time has passed, you have no license. You have no matir. You can't just daven mincha at, 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 at nighttime. You can't daven mincha at nighttime. You don't have any matir for that. There's no context for that. There's no heter. Once you have a heter to daven mariv, so Chazal made a special institution. They created this concept called tefillas tashlumin that you can agav mariv daven mincha. Agav the heter to have tefillas mariv at night, you also have the heter to carry over the the mincha, the residual tefillah that came before. And that's why Rav Soloveitchik thought, according to Rav Luchenstein, Rav Luchenstein didn't quote this Elia Rabbah, but he said that this was the Hezbeh for Rav Soloveitchik for the pshat of tefillah's tashlumen being connected to the tefillah that you have right now. The tefillah that you have right now, that is your matir to daven, and agav that, you can also daven Tashlumen. So I was super excited to see that this idea of the Rav is how Rav Luchenstein, and I don't know if the Rav himself used this to explain, it wasn't clear to me from the summary, but certainly that was how Rav Luchenstein was explaining this idea that the Tefillah's Tashlumen has to come as a follow-up to the Tefillah's Chova. You have a heter to daven tefillas chova, so you have a chiv to daven tefillas chova, and once you have that door, once that you have that door open, once that door is open, then you can also daven the tashlumen. But after you daven the tashlumen, if, but after you daven the tefillas chova, or in the absence of a tefillas chova, or prior to a tefillas chova, you have no heter to daven a formal tefillah. And an afgamina of this might be the interesting machlokas that the Mishnah here in Sif Katan. Yud quotes regarding eating before your tashlumen. So first he quotes the Magen Avram in Sivkat and Gimel that says, of course, you shouldn't eat before your tashlumen, but im hischil ain't mafsikin. But the Mishnah Bura quotes from the Magen Giborim that you have to stop eating. So why should you have to stop eating? So if this is a regular din of eating before a mitzvah or eating before davening, so then it should revert back to the regular rules. But if it's not a din of mafsikin or ain't mafsikin of your regular rules, it's that you can't disconnect the tashlumen from the tefillah's chova because the minute that the tashlumen becomes unhinged from the chova, you have no heter to daven. So of course mafsikin. Mafsikin because if you're not mafsik, you are disconnecting your tefillah's tashlumen from your tefillah's chova, and you have no heter to daven. You must, in every conceivable way, link and, and follow the tashlumen from your tefillah's chova. So perhaps that's a way to understand the Mogin Giborim. But even if not, that was how Rav Soloveitchik, Rav Lichtenstein, that was how we understand 
the heter to Davin as the explanation, as the hesber for the formulation of Tfilas Tashlumin as the follow-up to the Tfilas Chova Bedafka. Any questions, comments, or observations on this Yisod? Awesome Yisod. Questions, comments, observations? Great. Okay. So let's go weiter. So let's talk about some of the practical aspects of Tashlumin. So the Shulchan Aruch tells us that if a person was mazed in Siv Zion, hazed below his fellow tefillah achas, ain't la tashlumin afilo betfilas mucha. So that comes comes from the Gemara of Cheson lo yuchal right? And if you look in the Rif and the Rambam, they say aser lispalo. The strange thing is though that the Rosh and the Rashba they quote from some Gaonim that a person can still daven, still daven. Really? What do you mean? How do you still daven? You told me it's muvas lo yuchaliskon. So maybe you're going to tell me, yeah, you could be davening, but you're macharish badavar. But if you look in the Tefer Shlomul and the Dibri Hamudos there on the bottom of the rush, they say, no, you don't even have to be a Mechadish Badavar. And that's what it says in the Beis Yosef. And that is what the Shulchan Aruch says here in the next line in the Shulchan Aruch. Shocking. V'imratza yispalo osa nedava v'eino tzarach lechadi chidish imispalo osa betfilas mukhala. So it's a very, very unusual deen. Very hard to understand. So the Aruch HaSholchan here, he, he, he can't figure this out. He's very upset about this. He quotes the Bach, who says, I don't understand this din. So in Ostale, the Aruch HaSholchan says, you have to understand that perhaps the, this, this thread of the Gaonim and the Shulchan Aruch, they read the line in the Gemara that the mazid of loyuchalimanos, that just means you don't have the formal kiyam, the regular kiyam, but you have a kiyam of what the Rush quoted from as rachamei derushus. What does that mean, rachamei derushus? So the Archa Shulchan says maybe they were very sensitive to the Gemara because the Gemara said zek shebitel kriyish mashal arvis kriyish mashal shachris o tefila shal arvis o tefila shal shachris. So what's the hashva between Kriyashma and Tfila? So the Shulchan says, maybe the Beis Yosef thinks that just like in Kriyashma, there is a kiyam of Talmud Torah. You can read Shema anytime. You can be Mekayim the din of Talmud Torah anytime, day or night. So it must be that there's also some kiyam, some kiyam of of Tfila, which is going to be parallel to Kriyashma. And therefore, you don't need to be Mechadish Badavar because you still have this unique Kiyum that exists in the Shmon Esri of Rachamei parallel to the Kriyashma. Because you have to say something. When we saw this during Seder, when we saw this uh, Shita in, quoted in the Rush, it was very, I don't know, it was very surprising. You would think, it's like the Rambam. Game, set, match, it's over. So what's the Shah in the Shulchan Aruch? The Archa Shulchan says that's how they got this. They... they they read between the lines from the Hashva to Kriyashma. And that explains the Din of Mason. Interesting. But the classic case is what we have in the Gemara of Ta'a. person made a mistake. The Rambam, then in Parakimel, expands it beyond Ta'a to Onus, Ne'enas. So what cases 
are a person, what person, what cases are a person going to have for Tfilas Tashlumim? So obviously, Tal, they just simply made a mistake. Nanas says Rabbi Yonah would be an example. A Tamir Rabbi Yonah quote from the member of the case, the guy is Bebeis for Asurim, he's literally incarcerated, or he is Chola, or the person is sick. Chumash Sadeshin says, let's say the guy, we saw this in Simon Hay, the guy is Tard Bemazonos. He is in the middle of his dealings with the Nachrim, and he is a Tzarech Lishos. He needs to hang around and deal with his stuff. So of course, L'Chathchila, what should you do? You should excuse yourself and say, I'm sorry, I have to step out for a moment, step outside before Shkia and Dava Mincha. But if you didn't do that, so okay, so uh, you should have done that, but Lamaisa, we're not going to call that Mezid, we're going to call that the Torah Sedeshin says, that's also going to be Begeder Atos. And you're going to be able to Davin Tashlumen. Now, what about an in-between case? What about a case where you have a very, very strong justification and and you have to wonder, is this even, is this onus even begeder tashlumen? Right? What's the exact opposite? The extreme opposite is the case of an onin. So Mr. Brewer earlier in Simon Sadi Bays, in Sadi Bays, the Mishnah Brewer says, it's in, where was it? Was it in Bays? Where was it? There was that Mishnah Brewer earlier. Sadi Gimel. So there, there is a din in Yoridei and Simon Shin Mem Aleph that if a person is in a state of aninas, they are obviously not allowed to daven. And the Mishnah Brewer earlier points out that if the aninos is chal before the shas chiv of that tefillah, there's no din of tashlumin. Right? That's, what, that's what it says in Yorodei and Shemem Aleph, that there's no din of tashlumin. And the Mishnah Brewer points out that's because there was never a chiv that devolved on the person. So the taz in Sifkat Nehei, in Yoridea, quotes on the Prisha. And the Prisha says, oh, that's also true for somebody who is Osik B'Tzarchei Tzibor. Person's Osik B'Tzarchei Tzibor, there's no requirement for Tashlumen. So we had this in earlier when we dealt with Hilkos Kriyashma with an Osik B'Tzarchei Tzibor. That was in Sadi Gimel. Osik B'Tzorchei Tzibur. Ka'osik B'Tzorchei Tzibur. Mishnah Buri here says, this is in Sif Katan. Sif Katan Ches. Which is where the earlier case was. So that is similar to this Prisha. 
where the Prisha says that if the person was Osik Bitsar Khitzibur, so they are they are not even going to be required to do Tashlumin. But the Taz disagrees. The Taz says, no, I don't think you can compare the Osik Bitsar Khitzibur to the Onain. The Onain, there is a hafka of the Khiyav entirely. There's no Khiyav at all. Whereas in the case of the Osik Bitsar Khitzibur, there's a Khiyav. It just it's a Khiyav which is suspended by the person's mitzvah. So comes the Shach and the Nukurasa Kesav, and he disagrees with the Taz. And he says, no. He says that they are analogous because when you started the Osik B'tzor Tzibur, you now had the Geder of Osik B'mitzvah Pater Mitzvah. And the Shach's Taina is that that Geder is the equivalent of a Hafka'a. So what we have is a machlokas achronim, and you see the achra from the Mishnah Brura, that whether or not that the the nature of the p'tur of mitzvah, whether that constitutes a hafka, like like uh, onain, that there's mamish no chiyuv, or it's just a temporary absolution because of the because of the mitzvah, which is the Taz's view. But it sounds like the maskana of the Shach and of the Mishnah is that in these cases, because you have an actual p'tur, because of Osik mitzvah, patr mitzvah, therefore, you're not going to have the mitzvah, you're not going to have the chiyav of tashlumin. But any other onus, it might be the strongest onus in the world, if it's not an onus which is mafkia the chiyav legamri, you're going to have a requirement for tashlumin. Make sense? Right? So you have several categories. You have ta'a, meaning the person, they made a mistake. They, so for example, the Shulchan Aruch quotes, remember we discussed this when we had in the Dinam of Shikor, that the person thought they were going to have adequate time and they just ran out of time. So the the, the, um, the Malgan Avram here says that's also called ta'a. Even though they, they were negligent they shouldn't have made that cheshman. They erred. But since they thought they were going to have enough time, that's called begeder tos. That's a tos. That's not called mezid. We, we pointed out, uh, Rav Noah pointed out the Lushan is that it's not nikra mezid. As long as you don't rise to the threshold of mezid, you're going to have that opportunity to do tashlumen. So you're going to have that opportunity to do tashlumen if you're a tos. And because you have the opportunity, you have an obligation to do that. If you're begeder onus, you still have that obligation. But if the nature of the onus is such that it is a mitzvah or a hafka of the chiyav completely, then there's not even an obligation. I don't think it's an issue of how big the onus is. It's a question of categorically, is this onus mafkiyah the chiyav? So if it's subject to osik b'mitzvah, patamana mitzvah, then it's mafkiyah the chiyav, according to Nukur according to the shach. But if it's not mafkiyah the chiyuv, it could be an onus gomor, complete onus act of God, but you're still going to have tashlumin. That's the case of the, of the Rabbeinu Yonah, of the person who was incarcerated. So as long as there's no hafka, you're still going to have the obligation for tashlumin. Good? That's in terms of the second nakuda. Right? So nakuda number one is, you know, this, this 
unusual psak in the Rambam, this unexpected, excuse me, of the Shulchan Aruch, this unexpected din, that there is some kind of makeup in the case of Mezid. And number two is just being Magdir, Shoge, and Onus versus Hafka, where there is no Tashlumen. So at what point does this opportunity and this obligation for Tashlumen expire? So Tosfus is aware that there is an opinion out there that you can do Tashlumen lenetzach netzachim. So we quoted the Rabbeinu Yonah, the Talmidah Rabbeinu Yonah, who said the guy was chavish bebeso asurim. He comes out, he's been hung up for three months, so I don't know, 90 days. So he hasn't, the guy hasn't davened for 90 days. So 90 times three is 27, 270 tefillahs. Buckle up and get going. Right? This is the opinion which is quoted in the Talmud of Rabbi Yonah. The Hagos Maimri quotes it from Rabbi Simcha that it's Afilo Achara Sar Yamim. That uh, it's also the Ravi quotes it from the Gaonim. But Tosfus, who is very well aware of this idea, he does not like it. Tosfus says, the Rajbam says, no, it's only in the immediately subsequent tefillah, and that's the Rama Paskins, in the tefillah smucha. So the Ravid is not happy about this. But the Ravid does put a limit on it, saying that it's, if you didn't daven in the subsequent tefillah, then that's like a mesid. You know, you had the opportunity, and you just didn't bother, then going beyond that, since it's a shas tefillah, that, that's not right. So we're going to follow this opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, but even this opinion of the Shulchan Aruch is going to need to be a little bit clarified, because if you look in the, we saw, I don't know if you had a chance to look it up, but we put on the Ma'am the Chuvah Sarashba says, Shemashlem b'chol tefillah shebayom shalachrav. And interestingly, right, that Lushan is a little bit ambiguous, but we, we pointed out that the Achronim assumed that it's not about the day, it's about the Zman, like it says in the Shulchan Aruch and Sif Gimel. Shulchan Aruch says, Hadamashim atzila shibse davka b'zman tefillah. So what is this Zman Tefillah of the Shulchan Aruch? So it's definitely in line much more with the Rashbab and the Rambam than it is with the Rabbi Simcha or that opinion of the Gaonim quoted by the, Ra- the Ravid. But even that, the Mishaburah here quotes two Deus. Is it in that window, in that Zman, Shalachrav? It's a little more limited than the Rashbab, but it's still expansive in that it's just in that Zman, or no? Is it more like we explained from Rav Soloveitchik earlier, that when it says the Zman, it means immediately attached to the subsequent tefillah. So Mr. Brewer here, in Sifkat and Tesvav, quotes two deos. Bidyeved, Mr. Brewer says, okay, Bidyeved, you can rely on the lenient opinions and have the entire tekufa of that Zman, the Mishabura does say it's, it's the best thing to make it tonight. And even that Zman, he quotes two days, let's say the Zman of Shachris, is it from, uh, only from uh, Nates until, until Dalit Shows, or even no, Bidyevid, you can be Makel until Vav Shows. But if you follow the approach of Rav Salvechik, you're going to be much more in line with the opinion of the Mishabura that you got to do it immediately together with that davening. But Bidyevid, if the person only remembered at, you know, 9.30, that they forgot to daven Marv last night, and they already daven Shachas at the 6.30 minion, we could tell that we would tell them they could still daven it, and according to many postgames, they could still daven it even until Chatzos. That's 
the Bidyevet, B'Sha'as Al-Chak, you know, maybe it's Kitai to make it tonight, but when the Mishaburah says to make it tonight, we know that people today struggle with so much Kavana to tell the person, Davin the 11.30 Tashlumin, Al Tanai, you just have to Chachamein Avrosh, you have to figure out whether the person is really going to hold cup on that or not. That's Ha'ara number three. Ha'ara number four, interesting, very interesting, is that with this idea of Tashlumin, the person's kavana is koveya. Now, we discussed when we went through the sugya in Davkuf Zion, in the, in the realm of Tfilas Nedava, that a person's kavana is crucial for defining what's a Tfilas Chov and what's a Tfilas Nedava. That those two are incompatible, and you can't have half a Tfilah which is a kavana lechova and half a Tfilah which is kavana for a Nedava. Those are clearly two different cheftas of Tfilah. So it sounds like, here as well, there is at least to some extent a different identity for a tefillah's tashlumen, which is why the Bir Halacha has a suffix. If you try to reorient yourself in the middle, does that work? If you start your tefillah by thinking this is al-das, nidav, al-das tashlumen, and then realize, no, this is al-das chova, does that even work? He leaves it as a suffix. So the Shulchan Aruch here in Sif Aleph tells us that the person needs to have intent that first they're saying the chova, and then they're saying the nidava, and if he if you change the order, you have to be So the Magen Avram was not happy about this in Sif Cotton Bays. The Magen Avram says, I don't understand. Why is it that your intent should be Koveya? Now, later on, the Magen Avram in Sif Cotton Yudalid acknowledges that according to the Shulchan Aruch, if you are really into this idea that your intent matters, then Let's say you go back to the case of the Gemara where the person was Mavdil Shniya that he has to be Choser. So Magad Avram says, yeah, if you did that by mistake, if you just did it totally by mistake, inadvertently, you don't discount your first tefillah because you didn't have intent that it should be the tefillah's Nadava. Because the Magad Avram is saying, at least according to the Shulchan Aruch, you should at least get a kula out of this svara. But the Magad Avram himself was not happy about this because he thinks the machshava is not koveya. What's koveya is whether it's muchach mitocho, whether it's clearly apparent in some obvious manifestation that this is your intent. But the Mishnah Brewery here in Sivkat and Zion says we don't pass it like this, this uh, Magen Avram. So the question is why? Why should your mind be koveya? So says the Orach HaSholchan in Os Yud, he says it's all about the concept of tefillah. What is the concept of tefillah that you're only lefnei melech? And he says, l'shita so, that the whole idea is, in his mind, first you have to be mashlim, mishalim the chov that you have to the melech now, and only after that can you deal with what you have as a residual obligation from some previous tefillah. So clearly, when you approach the king, it's about your thoughts. Your intent. What are you thinking now? Am I thinking? Am I approaching the king as my excuse me right now? And so therefore, the Aruch HaShulchan says it makes a lot of sense. Why it is that the Shulchan Aruch thinks that your machshava, your orientation, your thought process—that's what's koveya, which is how we're going to conclude. I'll leave it to Ilchasa that if you are thinking that this 
first tefillah is your tefillah's nedava, that's a problem. Now, Mr. Brewer points out that if, if you didn't think anything, so stama is good. So stama, you're going to follow, you you, know, you just want to be yotze, whatever the din is going to be. But, you know, on the books, if you had the wrong machshava, it really will ruin your tefillah. Great. So now, we know that there is such a din as tefillah's tashlumin. We know that you are chayav to do tashlumin when you have a toast, when you have an onus. You know now when the window is to do tashlumin and that your, your tashlumin following from your chova is up to you in your mind, and that's koveya. So practically, how does it play out? So the tefillah kilchasa here in um, Perak Aleph, he says, the first thing you should know is if you have to dive in Tashlumen, you should just deal with your own Tashlumen and don't worry about finding a minion for Tashlumen. Right? We mentioned previously, based on Akamar and Avodah Zara, that according to many Achronim, if I'm davening Mincha while the Tzibor is davening Mariv, I could still be Makayim, Din of Tefillah B'Tzibor. So Shlomo Zalman says, don't start with that. If you have to do Tashlumen, just worry about yourself. You're davening in Shul, you finish your Shmon Esrei, don't start wondering if there's another shul somewhere else that you can catch your tashlumin. Don't make a hefzik. Stay where you are, and then you're going to do your tashlumin. Now, you're not going to do your tashlumin the second you finish your first Shimon Esri. Why? Because we saw the Gemara in Brachas that says you need at least a shir hilok dalaramos kadesha to schomein daito olav or to scholol daito. You need to reorient yourself, your machshava for your next tefillah. But there's going to be more than that. So let's say you're going to be doing your Tashlumen at Shachris for the Marat that you missed last night. So the, the Shulchan Aruch says that you should say Ashrei before the Tashlumen. So why should you do that? Stachronim here point out, Kedesh Yamur Mitoch, Divrei Torah Shaltan Chumen, the whole reason we say Ashrei in the first place. The Vilna Gon says, well, you're going to dive an ashray anyway later, so you may as well say the ashray now if it's Kedei Lamod. The Mishtabrura also adds, he says, well, you should say Tachnun, and you could say, you could also, you could also say that it's important to hear Chazar Sashatz. So the Tefillah Kehil advises the following. He says, what you should do is, you should daven your Shtilosh Monesrei, then you should listen to Chazar Sashatz, then you should say Tachnun, then you should say Ashrei, then you should say your Tilas Tashlumen. So why each one of those? Well, you don't want to miss out on Chazar Sashatz, the Tfilas Hatzibur. So you want to get that. And you're still connected to your Shimon Esrei through the Tfilas Hatzibur, so there's no Hefzik there. You want to say Tachnun right away, because Rav Soloveitchik has, I heard this in the name of Rav Soloveitchik years ago, he has this idea that Tachnun is simply an extension of Tfilas Amida. That Amida is, you stand before the Rebbein Shalom upright with a request, and then you say to the Rebbein Shalom, I'm not worthy to even stand, and you crumple up into a ball into Nefil Sapayim. So that's just another surah of Tfila going from Amida to Nefila. And then the Ashrei, that's your bonus, that you're going to carry it over, says the Magen Avram, you're going to carry it over from, from Uval and you're going to say it now, and the Mishabur has two days whether or not you're going to say another Ashrei later on. So that's the first way to do... So you could, but then you're going to miss your Tachanun first. 
Meaning, oh, if you miss your document after your first appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Right. Now, it's an interesting question. Let's say you finish so zippy that you're going to say Tachnun and Ashrei and say at the same time as the... So, in Achanami. Yeah. So you're going to say Ashrei quickly and then you say along with the Tzibur because Ravadia has a Juba that when you say along with the Chazan, the Chazan is Tzibur at Tzibur. Of course he thinks that's Pashat that that's a key of Tzibur at Tzibur. So there you go. That, that, then you get a little bonus to get that Tzibur at Tzibur with your Tashlumen. Yeah? That's good. That's good. What about Mincha? So the Mishnah Brewer says in Yud Gimel that you should say Ashrei before the Tfilas Tashlumen. After your first Mincha, Shimon Esra, you say Ashrei. Morgan Avram, he's all into the Kabbalists, he quotes from the Rikanti, very upset about this. Now, there, there, there are two Kabbalistic reasons to be opposed to this. So apparently the people who know, know that there are two reasons. One is because you're saying Ashrei after Mincha, and the second is that you shouldn't be saying Ashrei at night. Two different reasons. So the Kavachayim, he says, based on this Zorah Kadosh, Sheva Altasa Adif, it's better not to say Ashrei. But the Tvila Kilchasa says that for Ashkenazim, I guess if you're, if you're not so Kabbalistically inclined, you should say Ashrei before your Tvila Sashlumen of Mincha. What about Mariv? So, well, it's not nighttime, it's the afternoon. You're saying Tvila, you're. No, I'm, I'm talking about after Mincha. I'm going to get to Marav right now. So, exactly. Shachris at Mincha. So, case number one was when you're doing Tashlum in the morning after Shachris. Case number two is you're doing Tashlum after Mincha in the afternoon. And there, you only have one of the two problems. You only have the problem of the fact that it is post-Mincha, but it's not nighttime yet. It's still, it's still daytime. If it's nighttime, you can't do the Tashlum from Shachris. The, the third case is going to be your Tashlum when it's Marav time. So the Mukubalim are going to be very upset about this, and they are not going to be in favor of Ashrei at night. But the Ramah thinks that you can still say Ashrei at night. The Tefillah Kilchasa says that for Ashkenazim, interesting Lashon, Mashi Yirtze Yase. So I guess if you're more Kabbalistically inclined and you forgot Mincha or you were told you didn't do Mincha, if you're more Kabbalistically inclined, do not say Ashrei. But if you are less Kabbalistically inclined, then you could say Ashrei at Ma'ariv. The reason why I think this Ha'ara, that the Ramah quotes, that you say Ashrei at Ma'ariv from the Tshuva Sarivash, is significant, is because it also helps us appreciate one of the defining qualities of Tfilas Tashlumen. If someone were to ask you on the street, what is the nature of Tfilas Tashlumen? You would tell them something very fascinating. You would tell them that Tfilas Tashlumen, although it is being recited during this Zman, whatever this particular Zman is, maybe it's a Chol, maybe it's a morning, whatever the Zman is, but the Tfilah that's being recited is really an extension of, or a duplication of, a kiyum of, however we're going to formulate it, of the original Tfilah that was missed. Why do I bring this up here? Because if you look in the Rivash, which in the Otsarachatma edition that I have of the Rivash, you have to squint because I think it was actually written by the Rivash. 
At least, at least that's the way that it's printed. So from what I can make out by the scribbling in the old original edition of the Rivash, he says two things. The Rivash says, I don't understand why people are upset about saying Ashri at night. So obviously he wasn't connected to the Mukubalim who were upset about that. The Rivash says, I don't understand what the Taram is. Why are people upset that you shouldn't say Ashri before Tashlumen at night? He says, number one, well, I'll say number two first, because number one is my punchline. Number two, he says, you want to say Ashri three times a day. You want to be from the Ben Olam Haba. So of course you should say Tefillah's Ashri at night. You missed it at Mincha, so fix it at Mariv. That's number one, which he says in number two. But here's the punchline. He says, I don't understand. He says, it's better to say Ashri. You know why? Because it makes a hecker that this is Tashlume Mincha. By saying Ashrei before Tefillah's Tashlumin, it demonstrates that the Tefillah you're about to say is a Kiyam of Mincha. It's a Mincha de Kiyam. And this is a theme which emerges over and over in the Halachas of Tashlumin. So let's give a couple of Nafkamina. So first of all, we saw in the Beis Yosef, he quotes from the Smak, Ahavamina, that a person should say Birchus Kriyashma at the Tashlumen in the morning if they miss Mariv. Why would anybody have a Havamina to do that? But if it's a carryover from the night before, so maybe you carry over the Birchas Kriyashma also. Again, we don't pass like that, but that's the Havamina. The Rashba, the Rashba explained that the reason why you don't have Tashlumen from Musaf is because in Korban Balayla. If you were telling me that Tashlumen uh, tefillah is just another a, another one of the current tefillah that I'm saying. So if you forgot to do Musaf and now it's time for Mariv, so I'm doing Mariv twice. Vaharaya, when you miss Mincha on Shabbos, Motzei Shabbos, you daven Avacha Dikeshmon Esrei two times. But the answer is, is that this second Shmon Esrei, even though you're using a weekday Nusach, it's just <coughs> a Weekday Nusach, because it happens to be this is the Zman of Chol. But the Kiyom is a Kiyom of the Tefillah Shal Shabbos. And that's why in Karban Malayla, because you're trying to create a Kiyom of the Tefillah Musaf of the day before. And that doesn't exist. Similarly, the Mishnah quotes in Chavav, in the name of the, a bunch of Achronim, what happens on, on Leil Lil Rosh Chodesh, when you forgot Mincha on Erev Rosh Chodesh. Hear the question? You, you didn't say Mincha on Erev Rosh Chodesh, and now it's Lil Rosh Chodesh. So many Achronim say that you don't say Yalav Yavo in the Tashlumin of your second Mariv on Leil Rosh Chodesh. This is Mr. Brewer in Chavav. He says, we doesn't accept this, but he quotes this from the Lavush Visiato that you do not, a priori, you don't say Yala Yavo in your second nighttime Mariv, your Tashlumen for the Mincha that you missed. So why not? Why not? So the emphasis is going to be that 
since this is a carryover from non-Rosh Chodesh, so you don't need to say, Yalav Yavo, and Marv at night on Rosh Chodesh, we already know, doesn't have the same quality because Ein Mekachin is the Chodesh Balayla, and other reasons. But it's because it's a carryover from a tefillah in which you didn't say Yalav Yavo. Here's another Navgamina. There's a Magan Avram. The Magan Avram is in Sivkan Yudbeis. Morgan Avram says the following. <clears throat> I want to make sure I get straight. Let's say, Morgan Avram says like this. Let's say you forgot to daven Mariv on the night of Rosh Chodesh. So now you're going to do Tashlumen in the morning of Rosh Chodesh. He says, Mi Nema, Kevin de Tashlumen shall arvis kaasi, ein machzirin. So in the morning, Lechatchila, you should say Yalaviyapo, but let's say you forgot. So the Mishnah Brewer quotes these two days. Why should it be that if you forgot to say Yalaviyapo, in the morning of Rosh Chodesh, when you forgot to say Marav the night before, why would you not be choser on the Tashlumen if you forgot Yalav Yavu? It's the morning of Rosh Chodesh. Mikachin Bayom. But if you understand that the Kiyom of the Tashlumen is the fulfillment of the night before, well, the night before's Chiyov didn't include Yalav Yavu as an indispensable element. Because if you forgot the night before, you're not closer. So if you forget during the Tashlum in the morning, you're also not closer. That explains that sheet in the Magen Avram. And one more <laughs> nafkamina of this, Sigazunt. One more nafkamina of this is the Bir Halacha Dimamaschal Hatoe says, he says like this. Let's say. So you forgot to daven Shabbos Mincha. So you're going to daven, no, let's say, uh, not Shabbos, let's use a, another Moed as an example. You forgot to daven uh, Sukkot. And now it's Motzah Yantif. And in your Tashlumen, you started to say Yalaviyavo. In your Tashlumen, you're saying Yalaviyavo. So he says, Hiskimo Harbi Achonim, Delo Have Hefsik. Why? It's not called a Hefsik. Nafkamina would be if the guy's in the middle of Yalaviyavo, should he finish saying the Yalaviyavo, Lechora? If it's not called a Hefsik, so let him finish the Yalaviyavo. Otherwise, if it's a hefzik, of course, he should stop. On a random per- a day, if this person starts saying Yalav Yavu in the middle of the Shemon Esri, so he should stop. There's no reason to say Yalav Yavu today. But if the idea of Tefillah Tashlumen is that even though it's a Zman of Shachris, but your Tashlumen is still a carryover of Mariv, even though it's a Zman of Motzi Shabbos, but the Hefzah, the Kiyam of the Tefillah is still from Shabbos, so then it makes sense that it's not called a hefzik. It's the same logic. That tefillah zubol mayom and the truth is that all of this 
is probably rooted in the Lashon of Rashi in Chaf Avamid Beis, where that Rashi that we mentioned before, the reason why the person is in trouble if they weren't Mavdal Barishona and they were Mavdal Bishnia, Rashi's Lashon is, Ho Vehivdal Ba, Gila Daito, She'ena Shal Shabbos, Vehite Choshiv Lashal Arvis. You hear that line? Ena Shal Shabbos, Mashma, that the way that you're supposed to usually view Tashlumen is that this is a Tfila Shal Shabbos. It just happens to be a Tfila Shal Shabbos on Chul. Make sense? So two big lamdashah takeaways from this Chabura. I know it's supposed to be a halacha Chabura, but th- this is a very lamdashah sugya. The first was the Chiddush of the Rav, the nature of the order being a function of the fact that the purpose is to be mamshich, the hetra of the tefillah, that's kodemes. And then the basic Chakira of Tashlumin, of whether or not this constitutes a new tefillah, which is similar to the tefillah in which it, to which it is connected, or no, it's simply a continuation, a kiyom of the tefillah Shal Shabbos in the Lashon of Rashi. Adkan, part two. We have, uh, we have time, mind space for part three. Just a couple of, of specific mikrim uh, miyuchadim that we already alluded to. Do we need a stretch break? We're good? Okay, great. So the Shulchan Aruch here in Yud Aleph, in Sif Yud Aleph, quotes the cases that we've been referring to in the Gemara. Tav amincha shel Shabbos v'spal yudches v'lo hiskir shel, excuse me, v'lo hiskir shel Shabbos. So if the person did not mention shel Shabbos, he only davened avachatik mincha. So b'motzoi Shabbos mispal shtayim ve'eno mavdol b'shniyah What's the case? This case is similar to the case that Tosis raises, which is what the Shulchan Aruch quotes next, of in lo hizkir yalav yavu b'mincha shel rosh chodesh. So what should you do? You should be mispalel b'tores nedava. And the Mishaburiyah says, when it says nedava, you should make it tonight. So the question is Why? Why in this case do you say a Tanai? Why do you need a Tanai in this case? He davened a weekday Shimon Esrei on the afternoon of Shabbos. <clears throat> so this was, you saw, this was the two days in Tosa, Rav Moshe of Avai Alvira, Alvir. He says, I don't understand. What are you going to do? He davened Rosh Chodesh davening. He's supposed to daven Rosh Chodesh davening, mincha time, and he forgot. But now he's going to daven Mariv. He's going to repeat Shmon Esrei, but he's not going to say Yalav Yavu because it's nighttime. So, what are you Marviach? So, this is the suffix. This is the two days in Tosfos, in Dimer Maskel Ta'a, here on, on Chavav Medbez. And you see that the Shulchan Aruch left this as a sarachin, as a sveke didina. It's not, it's not huchra. Shulchan Aruch did not, we saw in the Beis Yosef, he wasn't machria between these 
these uh, two opinions. So what's the pshat? What is the suffix that's going on here in Tosfus? Right, the first part of the suffix is what was the nature of your kiyom when you daven a weekday mincha instead of a Shabbos mincha? Tosfus will say that's the same suffix. What was the nature of your kiyom if you davened a Rosh Chodesh mincha without Yalav Yavo? So this idea, this question is explained in a brief piece in the Shiure Hagrach. It's in, I put it on the Marmokomos, it's on page Ayin Dalit. In the end, there's a little parenthesis that says, B'Shem Hagram. Rav Moshe Salvechik quotes this from Rav, from Rav Chaim. And Rav Shechter in the Eretz Tzvi has a piece that discusses this at length in Eretz Tzvi Simen Hay, where he says, in the yeshivas, they say this in the name of Rav Chaim, that Rav Chaim said, Rav Chaim said that if a person forgot to say Vesein Talamatar on Mincha of Erev Shabbos, they definitely are required to say two Marivs on Friday night. Everybody agrees. Leisman Nepalik. Why? Because he said that the omission of a Saint Talmud Lavracha, that is a Shinoi in the Matveya Shetavu Chachamim. Whereas the absence of Me'ein Hama'ora, that is the lack of a separate Kiyom. There are two Chiyuvim. There's a Chiyuv of Tfila and there's a Chiyuv of Haskaras Me'ein Hama'ora. And so the suffix is whether or not the, the chiyuv of the me'ein hama'ura becomes an integral part of the kiyum of tefillah. And that's what goes unresolved even according to the Shulchan Aruch, even Ar Hayom Hazeh. So Rav Shechter took this one step further and it's actually a nafgamina from this. If this idea of me'ein hama'ura is a separate and distinct part of your chiyav of davening every day, so then perhaps this, the purpose is going to be only to achieve, if you're going to repeat it later, is only to achieve that kiyam of me'en hama'ora. So the Mishnah Brura in Sifkat and Lamed Dalid wants to know about the following. Let's say it's two days of Rosh Chodesh and you forgot Mincha on the first day of Rosh Chodesh. So are you mashlin at night? So what would you say? Two days Rosh Chodesh, the first day you forgot Mincha, do you do Tashlumen at Mariv? So what would you say? What do you think? Right, this, the suffix was if you forgot Yalaviyavo on Mincha of Rosh Chodesh and then Motzei Rosh Chodesh is whole, so if you say that it's not an in- inherent integral part of the davening, so you were davening. Why would you daven again just to get the Me'in Hamaura? There is no new Me'in Hamaura. The other Tzadon told us to say no, Me'in Hamaura is a definitional part of the davening, and if you didn't do the me'en or you didn't daven, and therefore you have to daven again. But what about if at night is going to be Rosh Chodesh? Should you do Tashlumen at night? What would you say? Is that yes or no? Yes. Yes. So that's what Mishnah Burr says, in Lamed Dalet, it says, Maman of Shach. Al that you 
that you didn't daven at all, so of course you have to daven again. And Allah said that you just missed the Me'in Amora, but don't worry, tonight you could still say Yalav Yavo. So Shechter quote from Rav Soloveitchik, who thought that that's not true. He said that Rav Soloveitchik thought that the requirement to say Me'in Amora is a formal requirement to say Me'in Amora X number of times in any given day. Remember, it fits very well. It follows from Rav Chaim. Rav Chaim is saying that there are two kiyumim. There's a kiyum of davening and there's a kiyum of me'in ha'ma'ura. So Rav Soloveitchik thought, he quoted, I think, uh, I forget, there was a, a sheet, uh, one of the earlier sheets in Achronim to discuss this. He says that if you, if you hold that the haskaras me'in ha'ma'ura is separate from the kiyum of davening, the fact that you didn't do the Haskaras Me'in HaMa'ura on the first day of Rosh Chodesh, to do another Me'in HaMa'ura tonight doesn't help you. Because on the second day of Rosh Chodesh, there's a Chiyuv to be Mazke Me'in HaMa'ura once at Mariv, once at Shachris, and once at Mincha. It's not inherent in the Kedushas Hayom. It's not part of the davening. It's a din of Haskaras Me'in HaMa'ura. And they were masaking the, the a din of Me'in HaMa'ura Three times during the day. He links this. There's actually a big machlokas we shown him, and it's the discussion in him whether or not there's even bachal achiyov to be choser if a person didn't say yalaviyavo in their shemona esrei, depending if it was bityachet or bitzibur. But this idea, so it's actually an interesting chiddush that even though, of course, it's a maman of shach, but if you follow Rab Chaim and you take the Rav's next step, then there's no requirement to be maskir the me'en hama'or of Yalaviyavo at night in your tashlumen because you missed your kiyum of the, of the me'en hama'or during the day. So you would do your tashlumen, because you have to do tashlumen, but you're not going to do tashlumen with Yalaviyavo. You could do it without Yalaviyavo. So Ein Sham, there's a. Uh, a lot more to say about this, and take a look in the Mishnah Bru and the Machlokas Achronim vis-a-vis uh, of Sheni, the same kind of thing. But this this issue is a fascinating one about the nature of Me'en Hama'ura, and I'm Me'ura right here because this is a famous topic, Ein Sham Ba'arichas in the Eretz Simon Simen Hey. In terms of common cases that this comes up, let's talk about a handful, and then we'll wrap up. Number one, what about for women? So in general, you would say, well, women, are, if they're obligated in tefillahs, they're going to be obligated in tashlumen. But as we noted from the Chabur of Rabbi Willig, it's not so clear that women are obligated in tefillah, the same uh, formal obligation that men have. So what happens, and I think this is fairly common, what happens if a woman is ta'a or nansa that she doesn't daven general uh, she doesn't daven mincha generally speaking she davens chakras and mincha but she doesn't daven mincha one particular day especially nogea to erev shabbos let's say a woman is rushed and she has to do hadlokas neros so the the shmir shabbos discusses cases where a woman is rushing she doesn't have time to take a shower she doesn't have time to daven mincha all she has time for right before the zman is hadlokas neros so the Shemir Shabbos says, so she should forget the shower, and she should forget changing her clothes, she should forget Mincha, she should light Shabbos candles. So what happens if she didn't have time for Mincha, or she was busy with whatever she was taking care of? So if you look at the Shemir Shabbos in Chelek Beis, in Perak Mem Gimel, Ha'ara Kuf Yud, he is misupik about this. He's misupik about this. Why? Because... He doesn't say the whole shtickle Torah that we said at the beginning from Rav Soloveitchik. But if you understand, especially if you understand, like we said from the Rav, 
that the nature of Tashlumin is that it's simply an extension of the Tfilas Chova. And without the Tfilas Chova, you have no opportunity to create any Tashlumin. Well, if the woman didn't have a Tfilas Chova in the first place, it's just that she was knowing that, but she wasn't obligated, then there's no reason to require her to Davin Tashlumin. So let's say this woman who forgot Mincha, well, wait a second. She never davens Marev. Naniach. Now, if you're a Mishnah Brura, Noshim Tzidkanyos, and we know there are some, so then, so they daven Shachris, Mincha, and Marev. Great. But if you go with that, Magad Avram, and like Rabbi Willie pointed out, that most women never were Makabal on themselves to daven Marev. So then, how are you going to create a Tashlumen for Mincha? Tashlumen is only a piggyback, right? According to the Rav, Tashlumen is only a piggyback on your pre-existing Chiyuv. If a woman never davens Mariv, there's nothing to add Tashlumen to. There's no Chiyah for Mariv. There's no minute for Mariv. There's no Chalos. There's nothing to have. And therefore, you shouldn't require her to daven Mariv and then to get the Tashlumen because the Tashlumen is only piggybacking on the pre-existing Mariv. So this is the suffix that they quote in the footnote in the Shemir Shabbos Kelchasa from Shlomo Zaman. However, if you look at the Halicha Shlomo, they don't agree. In the Halicha Shlomo, they quote from Shlomo Zalman in Perak Yud Gimel Halacha Ches, Hus Ches, that she should daven two, two Marivs. Now, I don't know who authored this book, and I don't know if this is from Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, but the Hezbo they give in the footnote is a little peculiar. They say, because that's what it says in the Mishnah because the Mishnah says that. The Mishnah says that she should daven two Marivs. And in the footnote it says, the Mishnah is not machalik between women who have the practice to daven Marv and don't have the practice to daven Marv. It must be, says the footnote in the Halicha Shlomo, that it must be that even women who don't have the practice to daven Marv, they should now tonight, post forgetting to daven Mincha, should daven Marv tonight and then add a Tashlumen. But I'm not so sure that's such a strong diuk, the fact that the Mishnah doesn't say one way or the other. If you're a real Mishnah Brewer person, the Mishnah Brewer himself thinks, Lachura, that the women are obligated to daven Mariv every night. That women are davening every night, except for, probably, Motzei Shabbos. Right? If the Mishnah Brewer really thinks, which he does, that most Rishonim are like the Tosfos and the Ramban, then that means that women are really obligated in all three davenings. And so you're going to be more, more, more note to be mechaib a woman to, to daven tashlumin. I'm not sure that that's such a strong diak. I'm, again, I'm... Afar ani tachas kapos ragle, the editors of the Ali Shlomo, but I'm just pointing out, I'm not sure that's the strongest diak. And I did look, I saw that the, the Pnini Halacha from Rabbi Lamed, Shalita, he does not think that a woman who does not generally daven mariv have an obligation on the day that she skipped Mincha to Davin Marav and the Tashlumin. And Rabbi Willig would most certainly, unquestionably, agree. Because Rabbi Willig didn't think that she had to Davin Mincha in the first place. So I'm not a bar hachi to Paskin on this Shiloh, but it would seem to me that it is a tremendous, tremendous burden to put on women to tell them it's, it's not only an obligation to daven shachris and to daven mincha, but that if you were busy and you were tarred and you had all kinds of things going on, that now you have to daven marav twice. The woman is exhausted by the end of the day. We're going to tell her now she has to daven 
Davin Mariv, and then you're going to add on, we quoted from that earlier Mogad Avram, the Sabih Haskulu Latfila, so you're going to tell her she has to Davin Birchus Kriyashma, and Shema, and Emes Femuna, and the whole thing, and Shimon Esrei, and then a second Shimon Esrei, with Ashrei, by the way, because Rashkenazim. By that time, she's going to be Ois Mensch. I think it's not Shaykh. I'm not an eye to have a, a day here, but I think, uh, I think if you go back to the Suffolk in the in the Shmir Shabbos Kolchasa, I think that Suffolk is a very strong Suffolk. So it's a stira between what they heard. I don't know if it's a stira or it changed his mind or it was Machria one and the other, but the Suffolk is very strong in the Shmir Shabbos Kolchasa footnote. That's number one in terms of women. Number two, what about a person who's daming as the Shliach Tzibur? And this, and this, I guess, could come up. Person's davening to Shliach Tzibur, and then he realized he didn't daven the night before Marev, he's davening Shachris. Can the Shliach Tzibur's own Shmonesre count? So for himself, it could certainly count, but what about for somebody else? So it's interesting. The Archa Shulchan thinks, sure, if you listen to Chazar Sashatz, that can count for your, for your, um, and the Mishnah Burr says, absolutely not. Mishnah Burr thinks, absolutely not. Only for Tashlumen for Mariv. And this goes with the same Chakira that we said earlier, that the Tashlumen that you're saying is a kiyam of the prior, the missed tefillah. If your missed tefillah was Mariv, that's not such a chova in the first place. So, okay, so we'll let you off the hook. But he says, otherwise, when it comes to Shliach Tzibur, a Shliach Tzibur is only Motzi, somebody who is not a Bucky. Furthermore, I think I saw elsewhere, uh, the, the uh, Tefillah Kilchsa also points this out, I think he points this out, or I saw somewhere else. If the person really wants to be Yodse with the Shleach Tzibur for his Tvilas Tashlumen, he has to have Kavana and pay attention for every word. Otherwise, you're not going to get the Shemayaka Onen. So that's not an Eitzah. If the person needs to do Tashlumen, they should say it by themselves, unless it's for Marif. That's number two. Number three, what about Musaf? Shulchan Aruch says in Vav, there's no Tashlumen. Ein Korban Balayla. Mano. And Achronim also quotes the Pasuk, Musaf and Kilchasan. How can you say Kilchasan if it's night if it's nighttime? However, the Archa Shulchan in Tesvav raised an interesting question. He says, What about if a person was Rahman Litzlan, they were Shagag or Nenas for Musaf on Rosh Hashanah? This is tons of Rachmi. Tons of Bakashas Rachmin. So he thinks Ikar Musaf is Lakarbanos. And there's no Tashlumen. It's true. Practically speaking, there's a lot of Rachmi in the Tashlumen of, in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah. The Malchus, Sechronos, and Fetophros, he says there's tons of Rachmi, but he says categorically it's treated as Musaf. Uh, case number four if the person is unsure whether they did or did not daven, so the Bir Alacha has a suffix, if you should say Tashlumen, so the Tefillah Kilchasa in Perak Aleph in Ha'ara Ayin Dalid, he quotes a Tashlu a, a uh, Dei Anachronim who says, you know what you should do, say a Tefillah Snedava Al Tanai and be Macharich Badavar. So you cover all your bases in terms of the suffix. And then the last thing is the Eshel Avram here in Os Aleph says that this idea of Tefillah does not address, it does not generate a Chiyuv. Of Chazar Sashatz. So let's say the, the, the uh, Primagonim here says, right at the beginning, he says, let's say you have a whole group of 10 people who all didn't daven Shachris. I don't know, let's say it's at camp. You have a camp emergency and something came up and they, the whole camp didn't daven Shachris. So 
the whole camp is going to daven mincha. Then the head counselor gets up and he says, we're now going to say ashrei and then daven a second mincha. So do you do chazar sashats for the second tefillas nedava? Supreme Begadim says no. They were never misaking a tefillas hatzibur on tefillas tashlumin. It's distinct and therefore it's not included. So the five interesting cases we talked about were women, shleach tzibur, musaf on Rosh Hashanah, mesupik if daven and the entire tzibur. And to summarize, the general issues that we covered today are the, the fundamental nature of tefillah's tashlumen as an expansion of your current tefillah that you have a heter from, according to Rav Soloveitchik, as the way that Rav Luchenstein Zechatzal explained it. We quoted some of the cases and the circumstances in terms of mezid versus shogeg. When exactly do you have the opportunity the kviyas of the kavana, how you do the tashlumen, and then the fundamental point, the chakira, the, the essential definitional quality of tefillah tashlumen, and that is that it is not what you might, might have thought, which is that it is simply when you daven shachras the second time, it's just another shachras, or another mincha, or another marav. No, it's a kiyam, like Rashi said, it's a kiyam shol shabbos, it's a kiyam of the previous day's um, tefillah, it happens just to be in a newsman. And this is what, we'll close with this, what the Kozhiklover points out in the Juve in the Eretz Svi and Simit Chavav. This is what you find in other areas of Halacha, Nafkamina 4, Shushan Purim, which is today, where the, the, the discussion there in the Prichadosh about uh, Shushan Purim, which is in Yerushalayim, it's possible that it fouls out on a Shabbos, and two days in Shulchan Aruch, whether the Suda is on Shabbos or on Sunday. But the Prichadosh points out, this, the Kozhiklover is pointing out there, that even if you're going to eat the Suda on Sunday, it's really a kiyam of the Shabbos Suda on Sunday, Nafkamina for Asiya and Zechira.